friends, welcome back to another very special episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and slinger of salted meat, Alex Dandino, yes. <laughs> That's right, all right, before today's uh, culinary delights, a little business, guys. It's official. The Film Alchemists are on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Guys, it's the absolute best way to support the show. We assure you, every dollar matters, uh, and we so appreciate the support for those of you that are helping us. Thank you, guys. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, again, over at patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod, you guys can get in, join our community, meet the other patrons over there. We have an amazing group of friends uh, that we are gathering over there. And as you go up the tier system, right? The very scientific Highlander tier system. You can actually pick the movies that you want us to discuss. In a Patreon exclusive library. So guys, you can actually get the exact show that you want. Uh, with a little support for us, guys. It helps us. It helps you. Uh, again, for those of you who already support the Patreon. Thank you so much. For those of you that are about to. Thank you as well. Go to the YouTube. Subscribe over there. That's Film Alchemist. You can see video versions of most of our shows there. Along with other little uh, fun fun jaunts that we, we do every now and again. Little, little fun strolls, as it were. Make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you find the show. Help us defeat the algorithmic FDA inspectors that are just all up in our meat business all the time. Uh, help us defeat them. Again, five stars rating and review. You can email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials you're on. We're very easy to get a hold of. We love to hear from you guys, so reach out and touch us. All right. Oh! That's right. See, that was a scream of terror because you thought October was over, but the whore is not. We, uh, this month, decided a really fun follow-up to October. This month of giving thanks, right? Eating together, family time. This month, the pod serves men. Uh, these are all movies that feature heavily cannibalistic tendencies. I don't even know why I said tendencies. Just downright eating other fellow straight human beings. Just straight up mouthing down up. human beings uh, for sustenance. So not all of these are horror films, but they are uh, some of them. So tonight's opener for The Pod Serves Man, Motel Hell. This is a a wonderful Kentucky Fried comedy version of a slasher film, maybe even something like Texas Chainsaw, right? This feels like it kind of knows exactly what it's playing as. Um, it's strangely funny. There is a weirdness that pervades uh, the veins of this film that leaves you unsettled. And there's some really cool ideas and imagery in this movie. So it it's not fully a horror film. It's not fully a comedy. It's And I don't love horror comedy, as most people know. I think this one blends perfectly, right? Because even if it's trying to be a comedy, everyone's playing it as if they're real serious characters. I thought it is a wonderful, fascinating film. Alex, what do you make of your first trip to the Motel Hill? You know, just another classic jaunt into uh the world of cannibalism with our friends who live in the middle of nowhere actually griffey you might be interested to know you and i have a personal connection to this film 
uh, many moons ago, Griffey and I worked on a game show out at the famed Sable Ranch, which now is burned down in Santa Clarita. The majority of the exteriors and most of the film was shot at Sable Ranch. No shit. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. I wish I had known that. We were remember. Um, so Griffey and I used to work on a game show called Wipeout. We worked at the art department. So Griffey, remember the um, like the actual ranch house, the old that was western behind town? everything. Yeah. Oh my God! Do you remember no, the, the people Western that town, lived there behind the Bisons? Yeah, that guy who lived there. So that house is actually that was the um, that's supposed to be the ranch house in the movie. Oh my. Okay, so here's a weird aside. I guess we'll start Motel Hell with. Do you remember the time that we wanted to borrow their horse-drawn wagon? And they, I don't know if you were yes. working that season. And they said you can have the wagon, but no horses. So our boss said, "Yep, don't worry, Griffey will be the horse." And so I think it was me and Redmond. We're horses, and we had to pull a horse-drawn carriage down. And we went in, and there was this girl who, I don't know what was happening with her. Something was a little off, right? There was perhaps a drug-selling vibe. It was strange. So I almost had a full Motel Hell experience. I mean, it was real, (laughs) real strange and scary. We were happy. The moment they're like, hey, do you want to be horses? I was like, this is either a horror movie or a real sex episode. And I... I am pretty okay with wherever this is. At. To be honest with you, most 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 life decisions are is a horror movie or real sex. Yeah, I mean, like, is this going to be really disappointing, chubby people sex, or am I dead? Either or. Ah, uh, that's I awesome. Do remember that. Good that's, times. That's good to know that I've I've had a close, intimate experience. It's it's such a funny. It's where it's do you want to start? There's so much fun shit in this movie. I I mean, to me, I think you got to start with. I think just the dynamics with Farmer Vincent and his sister. I mean, they are one of the great whore two-handers, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, they... (laughs) It's weird. Like, to me, it takes... It takes all of the... um, It takes all, like, the back road stuff. Like, you know, like, great, you know, the... Texas Chainsaw Family and any other movie with like just weird backwoods people who live together and definitely are products of inbreeding and all these other like crazy mm-hmm. tropes that we throw into movies of this ilk. It's amazing that all that characterization and all those little pieces of all these iconography get like stuck into a single two character back and forth <laughs> and they're incredible. Like they're yeah. absolutely incredible. Well, it's funny because yeah, this the movie feels like it, the start of the movie is showing you a very different film than what's to come. Right? There right. is the insinuation that maybe those two little girls are going to get murdered and eaten. Uh, he's hunting humans. Yeah, this, this is an intense start at movie, times. This movie really throws you for a loop. Yeah, and it, it's it actually is almost a little psychoy, right? Because it's one of the yes. – there are yeah. very few serial killers that are like, hey, come to the crib. Like, come hang out for a while. You know, kick your feet up. <laughs> we'll just eat salted he- – I mean, pigs. And, you know, so that element of Farmer Vincent wanting to be a little bit of a celebrity. He wants to – and they, they do play with that in Chainsaw sequels too. Um, their famous Sawyer family chili recipes and shit. But – so he's a little bit of a local celebrity. They run – a popular motel where people stop in and then just buy boxes and boxes of this salted smoked just meat. This delicious smoked meat. Yeah, so there there is a and I think this is one of the things I like about the two of them, right? 
is they do play sinister, but the the decision that they make, Rory Rory Calhoun and uh, I forget the actress's name. The decision they make though is they play nefarious as they're almost used car salesmen, people pleasers. And yeah. that's the scariest part because their actions so don't correlate with that kind of like fake <laughs> wink and a smile. Right. You know, it they're really they actually managed to be unsettling to me throughout the entire film. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the that's me the, the, for me like horror comedy works for me like i don't have a problem with horror comedy i know that's like a really hard moniker because sometimes it's just like if a horror movie doesn't work or it kind of sucks people are like well it's a horror comedy you didn't understand it yes it feels like, like one of those where they are not good at either and so they're like maybe the when mashing them the, together we can just kind of leap over the lowest right. hurdle it's the safety terminology so that you can like save your product and marketing you're like got it cool yes. thank you like what's interesting to me about the way these characters roll is because of this like used car salesman like sort of like southern charm thing that happens mm -hmm. that is the horror like that horrifying part of it what's horrifying is that that is how they are it's like you were saying like we always say this on the show and it but it's just it's never been proven untrue is like truly terrifying things are like the stuff that we all like honestly the it's the stuff that gets put out there into the world like when you find out what's underneath some things it's yeah of course much more horrifying but like if you met this person who was like just like a car salesman especially from the 80s yeah no like ew gross yeah. that's not my style at all yeah get away from my car you leathery nutsack you know what I mean? I'd be like, get out of here, you fucking. There's, there's a, there's a weirdness to some people like that that they so want to like get you to smile along with them that I'm like, ew, I'm immediately repulsed. So maybe it's just yeah, me. There, but there's a scene at the start, right, when those two girls go into the barn, and mm -hmm. they see the pig face, and you're like, oh fucking hell! Like that's just one of those great, yeah, yeah, wonderful it's images. I mean, definitely the hallmark of the film. You're like, holy. Actually, it's not even the most memorable thing in the film to me, which is strange. But the girls come back screaming, and the dad's just cramming meat logs in his face, just loving life. And he's like, that's weird. My daughters are screaming on this fucking farm. And uh, Farmer Vincent, you know, oh, don't worry, I can help you out. Rawr! And he screams at these, like, traumatized kids, and they stop. Because this is uh, truth spills from the mouth of babes, right? Those two girls did the math, and they're like, we just saw a pig man slaughterhouse and we know that when this guy did that yell at us he's saying in a very primal level you next we're gonna munch yeah. you if you don't chill and those kids knew this was a bad bad person and i thought that was a surprisingly weird choice but leads to this insanely competent moment in the film and i think the movie is because the weirdest through line of this movie is this uh, almost Harold and Maud motif that they run through the middle where <laughs> the victim of Farmer Vincent's uh, crimes, right, is his road traps, as you will. He captures this young lady, right? He shoots him up and somehow she survives. And Farmer Vincent, his twisted fucking human meat filled brain 
says, oh, that's a sign that we're supposed to save this person. Which right. I think some of his extra choices we go on lead to like some of his extra, like the depth of his psychosis. But they run this very strange romantic tale right through the middle of the movie. It's really weird. And it's a movie that's not hiding well that this is about cannibals. It's a strange ad. Like, I gotta tell you, it was the... I, when they thirst like last month we watched Head of the Family. Sort of like Magnum Head Opus. of the Family I had like I had no problem with because again, like they're sticking to theme almost the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> What's really weird about this is, yeah, like sticking this through line of it's not even romance. Like it is just like Oh, it's it's full know. on romance by the end. Is it is it though? I mean, when she pulls her naked body out, she's like, fucking give me a meat log, Farmer Vincent. He's like, damn it, we're not married. He's all sweaty and shit. That's full on a moor. She's got a moor for this farming man. <laughs> it's it's almost Stockholm syndrome-y, but he's not shown as oppressive to her. I'll tell you the scene I, I was like, this movie is fucking baffling. Is they go up to uh, Orgy Lane, right? Where all the couples are just having at each other in the non-air-conditioned cars. I guess that was a thing people used to do. And he scares everyone away so they can have... Cause I, in my brain, I'm like, this is the worst date ever, right? Do you want to watch a drive-in movie for an hour and a half to two hours through binoculars? You cheap sack of shit. We know on his radio he can call into the, uh, the drive-in and be like, hey, can you put the sound on my police speaker? I'm like... You couldn't also say, hey, could you let me in? I'm an officer of the law and save the $2 on parking. In your, in your mind, you're like, this is a terrible date. Little did we know it's because he is a rapist. In the movie, pretty casually, he goes hardcore for the rape. And then he has to go chase down a crime because Farmer Vincent's being a fucking madman on the roads. And now they're just doing a, a Scooby-Doo adventure. Within three minutes of the rape, he drops her off at the house after the crime goes unsolved. And she goes, thanks, I had a great time. And I go, what is happening in this film? It's, again, like the movie has like, it's weird because for a movie that has plot, all the plots seem like tangents. Like you're just like, I don't think anyone's that's supposed to happen. Actually, my favorite part of the movie. You're thinking this is a uh, coffee and cigarettes kind of format. Yes, this is definitely a Jim Jarmusch type of joint. Yeah. It's just bar- it's just called a uh, meat logs and barbecue sauce. And it's just a lot of actually vignettes. all my favorite all my favorite all my favorite segments of the movie are the pumpkin patch. Oh my, which okay. is like the only way. I can- so this is something we'll just gloss past the rape. They they sure did. Uh, <laughs> the garden in this movie is fucking awesome. This is one of the great horror movie sets. It's, it's incredible. It's fucking great. The first time that FDA fuck sneaks back in, I'm guessing he's mad that he got some, uh, you know, fecal matter on his kicks. He's like, I'll come back and show them. Definitely has fecal. Yeah, yeah, lots of fecal on this guy. And so he climbs this <laughs> fence, right? And we're in a garden. And instead of heads of lettuce, heads of fucking humans. And the bag's wiggling. And they make this hideous fucking gargle sound. Yeah, okay. We have to talk about this amazing sound. Because 
and I was trying to find online who told them because the idea is like the vocal cords have been cut cut out, so they can't say anything. So like, who is maybe like the director, Kevin Connor, or something like that? But somebody was like, everyone has to sound like this, and it is the worst sound I think I've ever this heard. This is movie. someone on the crew had a relative or knew someone and was scarred for life by that experience <laughs> and they brought it yes. and just poured nightmare fuel all over this you know cornball comedy that we're doing <laughs> this is horrifying it's a horrible noise. and that like, the feeding the them in the the fucking snorkels i mean this is this is really fucking sadistic shit and we see yeah. later that they killed them uh, with wagon and or you know tractor and nooses, this scene is fucking gnarly. Every time we go to this patch, it's a lot. And the other thing I didn't realize, they don't cut the vocal cords until they're already planted. No, they wait. It's all, I, and you find that out later too. That's the worst part is you find that out so much later yeah. than you thought you would. Oh my god! And as if the imagery of it wasn't awesome. The payoff of all of those fucking people getting out of the grave and saying, we're going to fucking get some now is so fucking great. It's so amazing. That is the best part of this movie is that garden and their revenge. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's my favorite set. It's honestly like we watched a lot of horror movies last month. We've watched a lot of (laughs) horror movies in general. It might be like top five favorite set pieces yeah. in a movie. Like, not only because, like, and this is the thing, not only because it's just gnarly and weird and creepy, but it like sets this insane tone because this movie's supposed to be like a horror comedy type thing, but it sets this insane tone where it's like, yes, it's like horrible to bury people up to their necks, cut their vocal cords out, and then you literally are just like a pumpkin patch of people. It's <laughs> like, but isn't it kind of funny? <laughs> like, it's a horrible thing. You know to what think they do, like, though? They do this because every one of us that's had like a manual labor job, right? Like a menial mm-hmm. task, right? I did construction. Yeah. I worked as a corn detail. Like, I've done farm work. Anyone mm-hmm. who has a menial labor job, right? You just shoot the shit. Anything to get you through the day, right? And what they yeah. do in these scenes that's really fun is this is when him and his sister have their little, you know, Someday people will recognize the great importance of what we're doing, right? There's too many people and not enough food, and we're on the front line of that, right? They are these – they in their mind, they're the planeteers, right? <laughs> their rings are just like cannibal ring, probably incest ring, right? And Captain Planet's <laughs> like, good God, they're just giving these things out to everyone. Gaia, help me out. I am not saving this yeah, planet. Good Rose. Captain Planet's just like, bury me up to my neck. I'm out. <laughs> make me into meat six i'm done um but i like those moments right like that's the scene where he unveils he's like you know i'm really glad i have my traps and this is one of my favorite little moments of the film is he talks about how ecstatic he is to to do his uh trapping of people right right because it gives him a chance to be creative and artistic and i those kind of little extras right that's so fucking sadistic that's fucking banana shit, right? There's a craziness. Mm-hmm. And then when you cut back to, so he stops the heavy metal van, right? Which I was like, righteous. I want that van someday. If I ever make a quick bank, 
I'm for sure getting a van with various fantasy versions of me painted on the side of it. Like that's absolutely a thing that's going to happen in my life. I'm doing the secret and I may, I'm speaking it into truth. Uh, yeah. So Cliff from, you know, Fair. Cliff had a rager at cheers. And he, him and his band gets caught. Uh, he used a bear trap on that, right? He shot tires out the one where he catches the skiing girls and he set out these really weird cow statues such a weird so he's making like cow cardboard cutouts from spencer's gift in the 90s and he's like hiding behind him with gas mask and shit let me ask you this was there any part of you that when you saw that cow one you're like farmer vincent wants to get got like farmer vincent wants to get got (laughs) i don't know if i thought he was like you didn't see that as an absolute like throwing the dueling glove in the face of his brother the cop the law enforcement guy (laughs) <laughs> i don't know if i'd put it like that i mean sub question do you think his brother knew what was happening the whole time yes yeah absolutely he kind of plays Without it at the end like he's a hero just because he thinks he's gonna get a get with the girl who tried to he tried to molest earlier strangely enough right <laughs> uh but anyways do you think farmer vincent wants to get got why bring that girl into the meat lodge why do these elaborate cow traps with gas masks? Like, this does not seem like a great way to hunt. Where he says creativity, I see a cry for help. I see a guy who knows he's not he's going to get away with everything. So it really The matter. vocal cords on his conscience have not been sliced. This is a cry for help. <laughs> I see a guy who knows he can get away with everything because his brother is definitely in on it. Yeah. He seemed pretty ecstatic at the, uh, they do the creepy uh, picnic. This is where Mm -hmm. Farmer Vincent, I guess, wins this girl's heart over by punching his sister in the stomach over his fucking 11 herbs and spices recipe. (laughs) Forgot about that. I was like, this is just strangely aggressive uh, for the girl who's about to fall in love with him in 30 minutes. Uh, You know what I mean? It's a lot of choices in this one. And I think but that's where they – that's another thing I love. They add grandma's sayings, right, that oh, she's been passing down the the, smoke, the meat smoking tricks for a long time. Yeah. Meat's meat and a man's got to eat, right? It takes a lot of critters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters. I love the little country. Farmer Vincent's fritters. Yeah, the countryisms in this I love. But that's a weird scene at the picnic, right? They always do this any moment where it seems like it's about to bust out like a – these were like Michael Landon TV show moments, right? Whether it was Highway to Heaven yeah. or Little House on the Prairie, like very folksy Americana shit that my mom would be like, that could be us, but no. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Michael that. Landon shows. For those of you who were traumatized by how terrible Michael Landon shows like me, uh, you'll remember this whore. Yeah, Same. and then you just add, let's punch the sister in the tum-tum. It's, <laughs> it's baffling, right? And that's what... I think if this movie does anything really well, it's there's always an extra layer of uncomfortable and it doesn't come from bad jokes. These people are really doing the kind of things that I think actually unstable, scary people would do. That guy would be so afraid of his secret getting out. Right. Cause somehow he doesn't want this girl to know, even though he wants to bring her into the group that he's just going to like punch his sister right in front of her. Right. Like, he does that a lot. There are a lot of these moments where it's the not- mask slides a little bit, and it's fucking scary. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the harder 
that's the weirder thing about the movie is like <laughs> like you talk about the mask it's not even like to me it like wasn't even a mask it's just like typical like i think that's the thing i kept coming back to is like everyone seems to not be like totally phased by much of this behavior so it seems like everyone's like well that'll happen you know these uh these meat smokers they just punch each other in the tum tum and move on with their day like it's it's i don't know i there's a lot like it's the choice of it's the choice of not acknowledging it. Maybe it's and part then of they the cut to the fucking swimming hole twice. I'm like, what is this fucking old yeller? Like, what are you doing? What kind of family fucking Disney movie are you making right now? Where the old swimming hole? I mean, I guess granted, Ida eventually tries to murder her in the swimming hole. Oh, there in you the tube and scene. What are you gonna do? Um, <laughs> we got to talk about one of the other wildly memorable moments of the film. Uh, is when apparently someone. Farmer Vincent put out his uh, analog yes. tender paper, and this couple yep. shows up, and they're just like, hey, we're here for the action. And so there's a swinger couple, because Farmer Vincent's on the swinger map. So he's yes. not the only one smoking meat at the old motel hell. <laughs> this scene with the swingers is a great summary of why i love this movie it manages to be so batshit crazy but still bring it back to a a level of horror that works yeah i mean what do you what do you make of this we cut into just this lady's doing whip montages and the guy's like grease me up i think he even says let's get greasy right like this guy these guys are ready you know i love it when because Okay, this movie starts off, it's about cannibals. You're like, yeah. got it. Already very weird. Yeah. And then there is this like sort of weird, like I don't know, it's almost like Stockholm syndrome with the with the lady yeah. and that kind of shit. And then it's just honestly, like for me, the movie is about piling on. Yeah. Like every single time. And I agree, like this is to me the crux of the argument of the entire movie is like how far can we push? Because for me, <laughs> Swingers is like, that's like the ultimate. You're like, all right, cool. So we're just going all out, like, however yeah. far we can push it, we're doing this. There is a funny through line of the film, which is it feels like they try to tell us that all of these people deserve what's coming, right? Is that she has an old man <laughs> fetish and rode a motorcycle. That's why they got shot to start the movie. The two right. powerful sexualized women who are on a ski trip right they have to get got because they're not under thumb right and then the swingers it feels like they're trying really hard to tell us that the swinging is more abominable <laughs> more abominable behavior than the smoking of your fellow man it feels like when that guy comes out in that see-through thing and whatever he's wearing that they just want the 80s audience of probably mostly straight white young men to go, yep, take him into the pig barn. It's over. Out of is it that Take fucking, him to the pumpkin patch. There, there is a lot of that in this movie where, oh boy, what a different time we were in. Do you think that's because it's cannibalism? Because like this is the thing that I kept coming back to in the movie. I was like, yeah, everybody does kind of deserve it. Here's the, so now, like, okay, I, do you think taboo or cannibalism is as taboo as it used to be? Yes. 
Because we definitely used to eat humans in the past. And we would all definitely eat humans now. I don't know if you know this, but eating people is still not in fashion. Just I'm not that. saying it's in fashion. I'm not fucking <laughs> Lady Gaga over here. I'm popping out of an egg fucking chewing on a knuckle. I'm just saying, do we really... Like, if you found out there were people separated from society and you know what they had to do occasionally? Eat a tourist. You'd be like, well, that's what you get. When in history was it acceptable to eat people? I'm sure back when we were just learning to light fires and paint caves. For sure we were eating the sick. Like, we can't carry your... We can't hunt and gather and... We just invented the wheel, so we can't even make them fast enough to carry you around, Grandma, who at that time was probably 24 years old. Donk, dead, eaten. You don't think we used to eat ourselves, other humans? I don't think we'd be eating diseased meat. It's not diseased. It's just old. Well, you said sick. It should be sick. Well, sick of your oldness slowing us down when we're trying to gather these berries and not get saber-toothed. I don't know. I don't think cannibalism's ever been very I'm not cool. saying it's ever been cool. I'm saying I don't think it's as taboo. This movie shows it has it just has that reek, right? It's like the the un uh discussed kind of pig corpse in the corner that there's probably incest, there's probably bestiality. <laughs> a lot of There's a lot of things on this farm that seem more taboo than eating a person. I'll say it right now for the whole world to hear. If it came down to survival and I could cook it because I don't eat anything raw like sushi, I would 100% eat another person to survive. And you would, too. You can lie about it. You would. I'm not going to lie about that, but that's a different scenario. We're not talking about that. We're talking about people who actually like have a pumpkin patch, a pumpkin patch for people to eat. Oh, so just because they're actually taking their time and. You know, pentrusting it up. That Are makes you it, actually justifying not, cannibalism right I'm now? I'm not justifying what they did. <laughs> I'm saying it's a strange time in which it feels like they're trying to equate being sexually excitable with cannibalism. And I was like, was I mean, that the time or is cannibalism not as taboo? that makes more sense to me now that would be for me a time thing because it's the 80s it's 1980 when this movie comes out and you know we're right around the time of friday the 13th and you know we we all know like hey if you have sex texas chainsaw and halloween had hit by now the race was you have sex you're gonna die like the rules are very strict at that point in movies like that so to me yes there is like that that chain of events makes sense to me it's it's so weird this movie's just so fucking weird i feel like i'm trying to come up with these riffs and i'm just like dude what the fuck they had a hypnosis ray they just at they just put a hypno ray this this what i do enjoy about this film is this feels like what we do sometimes when we're like at bars drinking right back when we could hang out and drink and you just be like hey what if this was in a movie but you just did that like 45 times and you ended up with motel I mean, again, like I said, the movie for me is it's a stackable like every single thing on top of one another and nothing's going to go like no one's sitting there going like that should not go in. Like it's like making a sandwich, but like you're not it's like making a sandwich, but like you're adding like stuff that should never go together. And you're like, it'll be fine. It'll taste delicious. Like L.A. sandwich stores. They're like, what if instead of mustard on your turkey, we put bee pollen and alley rocks and you're like what right. and they're like and it's exactly. gonna cost like, four times as much god damn and you're just like 
I don't think that's going to work. And then yet somehow you're still eating it because you have no self-respect. Unlike like the bee like... Paul in an alley rock sandwich shop, they don't ever wobble, though. I have to say this movie is streamlined. This movie moves fast and effectively. You know what's weird for a movie? The movie is over 90 minutes long, and this is not a movie that should be it over 90 minutes It feels like it's long. 48 minutes long, it feels, which is the greatest yes. compliment to me. It feels like at most it's an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It. <sighs> All right, I'm trying to think of what else we've left. There's some weird... We have our... Uh, did you remember when they said there were 200 cars? That Farmer Vincent has done this so much. He has 200 cars, a fleet of cars. Yes. Which I'm like, that is maybe sell those. Like you think about. Well, no, because then you're gonna you're gonna dime yourself he out. He wants like, this to is, get caught, this dude. Maybe he. Do you remember his yeah, his no, conversation in the garden? He's not worried about it. He's not he worried is. about it. He knows that his his ancient ways, that the modern world, the world of highways and empowered women, is coming for him. Farmer Vincent is not worried about getting caught. Farmer Vincent knows that his way him. of life is about to be the next fritter. This is a man struck. He is the Clint Eastwood of his time, just yelling Stop. at an empty chair, rocking back and well, forth. Judging. For damn yeah, sure. that's what Clint Eastwood. If he had the gumption would be farmer Vincent. That's what I'm saying. If he wasn't a fucking, I think there's a pretty good chance. Wuss. I'll be honest. I think there's a pretty good chance. Clint Eastwood is. <laughs> would that be the least shocking celebrity reveal? Like I remember when they're like, Oh, Mel Gibson said racist shit. And you're like, he kind of always gave that vibe off. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Like, he felt like he was going to say some shit. If Clint Eastwood if someone, had a garden of fucking bodies, I wouldn't be like, shocked. If someone told me that Clint Eastwood smoked meats and they all found out it was people, I'd be like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it happens. No big deal. Um, Really changes my perception of Million Dollar Baby, but yeah, I get it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, the, meat, there's a shortage. It's really valuable now. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's, let's fucking keep going on this batshit movie so to back up my point do you remember farmer vincent's conversation in the garden about karma farmer vincent spends a lot of time worrying about the karmic implications of his murdering these people in his garden which is a weird thing to have again in a movie like this because this does not seem like someone who's concerned with karma but he is that's why he's trying to get caught that's why he wants to put an end to this ruse of his life. The pig head is a manifestation of his guilt. I like how Farmer Vincent in this Senate, Farmer Vincent for Griffey and in, in Motel Hell, Farmer Vincent is this put so, upon. How dare you? How dare you? Put upon. Here we go. Now you're just twisting and grappling upon, my words with jujitsu. This put upon. Man who's like, oh, remember the old days when we could eat people and not get in trouble? When they had to eat people because they were surviving in the harsh wilderness. Yes. Back in the Jurassic period when that was happening, I'm sure it was Grandma gave them meat. They had dog. They talked about that. That's not weird. I would eat a dog. Eating dog is... That's taboo. No. That's... Do you think that's more that's taboo, taboo than eating, eating humans? Yes. Yeah. I'd probably be more mad if I found out someone. But in other countries, people eat dogs all the time. That's not weird. I bet you there are still people that eat other people all the time. I'm just saying, Farmer Vincent is a, a boy who was raised in a time when the only sustenance they could get, right? This was obviously infertile land. That's why their garden was full of humans, which are way harder to procure than seeds, 
right? So he's a man who had to save his family, look out for his his brother and his sister through the ancient ways, and he knows it's not okay. He knows it's not acceptable. Time beats all of us, right? Time beat Farmer Vincent. It's time to he he's a dinosaur now. He can't he can't keep feasting on these men like he's a, a side attraction at Jurassic Park. He's got to he's got to catch up with the times. So I think <laughs> I think I think that's why he doesn't kill his brother right away when his brother's like, I'm going to finish the job on your wife in the bathtub. <coughs> I'm sorry. This entire pod has become you defending the actions of Farmer <laughs> Vincent. And it's like, it's honestly like, but this is like, I actually think this is a great point to bring up because quite frankly, this is the this is what's this is the bigger thing in the movie and this is why this movie is actually really entertaining is that everything that happens in this movie like it's pretty straightforward like it's weird but it is really straightforward and yeah there's this like stackable quality to a lot of the plot but because it's so kind of like bare bones as far as story goes we end up having a conversation about whether or not farmer Vincent is actually justified in what he's doing and if he's trying to get caught if he's morally wrong like his like i'm not saying he's, what... he's morally wrong i'm on record it's morally wrong i'm just <laughs> saying that's... he is a product of his environment <laughs> but that's what the movie that's what motel hell provides by being this way is like motel hell gives us all this wide berth of like well that was fucking so weird. here's here's a great example of why this isn't just my fault and that the movie puts you in these unwinnable ethical debates right the final showdown, right, when we're in the slaughter barn is Farmer Vincent and Ida are going to kill this girl because she found out they're cannibals, and she is right. not cool with that. Shocker. She's, so as they are battling, right, she kills Ida. They're battling. Ha, 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 they got to fight. Or no, the, the right. people get Ida, right? Because mm-hmm. she smiles as she fights them. That's a great moment, too. Yeah, so in the awesome. barn, she's going to get got, right? She's getting turned into to smoked meats. Farmer Vincent puts on his fucking pig head. He's right. By the way, I was like, is there a worse battle mask than an enormously heavy, smelly, no vision at all because it still has the pig eyeballs in it? Is he looking through that tiny mouth? Anywho, he puts it on. And who comes zip lining through the window like the hero of the day, but the corrupt rapist cop. And so as this lady is about to be torn asunder by a bandsaw, the movie asks us to choose who is heroic and we want to win between the cannibal farmer and the rapist cop who's also a cannibal. <laughs> that's our that's our duel of the fates, John Williams. <laughs> Except even the Siths are like, hey, chill out. Everyone in here, chill the fuck out. Uh, there's no high ground. There's no high ground by any character in this movie. I think movie. that's a really, <laughs> and I think that's a really great thing about the movie is literally it brings the movie is so far down in the morality scale that literally no one ends with the moral high ground. The movie like, is asking you to pray that rapist corrupt cop Bruce wins, so that he can ride away with his victim. Yeah, and it's a lot. It's a lot. It's. But 
that unusual uh, battle of good and evil aside, just evils. It's all evils battling. No, yeah, yeah there's it's it's like it's like evil. These are two and, turns like, trying to see evil. who can get into that little hole that takes it away the fastest. That's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how bad can you be versus like I am that bad. Like yeah. it's just this weird. I don't know, man. I, like, we're trying. Here, here's a great ending, though. I love Farmer Vincent's ending, right? So he gets God. He's, ah, he falls on a chainsaw. The yeah. cackling behind the pig face. You're like, yeah, an image like that, that's worth a whole star seen out of like five. Out of yeah. context. Out of context. That's like the scariest thing I've ever yeah. seen in the movie. Well, like, you see this movie and you're like, I definitely think Saul jocked this from Motel Hell. Because Saul eventually had a pig face killer. Imagery? Yeah. yeah and I was like, so everyone who saw Motel Hell is like, that's fucking cool. Impractical and silly? Yes. But fucking cool. I loved at the end. Farmer Vincent, our, our product of his society, this tortured soul, this tormented madman, bent and twisted wow. by the world, eventually lashes out. The junkyard dog is tired of getting beat by reality. He takes the mask off. He's dying. And his brother's actually, like, kind of hearing him out, even though they just fought to the death with chainsaws. I was like, I guess, you know, honor amongst criminals. I love the fact he goes, he's he's doing a soliloquy about how much he regrets his evils. And he goes, and I was the biggest hypocrite of all. I use preservatives in my meats. And that's his final line. And it's it's awesome. It's a fucking perfect bad guy ending. It is like it is like the end. It is like Julius Caesar saying "Etu Brute." Yeah, like it is, but better, but better. It's perfect. It's better than whatever that shakes. It's it's far yeah. better than whatever Billy Shake wrote down. This is better. That's fucking funny, right? He doesn't get to go out as the cackling madman behind the mask. He doesn't go out apologetically. He goes out as a man who's just worried about that fucking version of himself on the billboard in front of his hotel, man. And that's fucking cool. And then just to add some extra like fun as she's leaving with the rapist cop who I guess now we're rooting for. She goes, this place is evil. And the sign just explodes into spark and majestic beauty. It's awesome. It's, again, there's just all this hodgepodge of stuff that makes no sense. <laughs> That provides you with a spectacular ending to a movie. I will say this. As confused as I was watching it, I feel like I'm so lost right now as to what we've said in this podcast. I'm going to be honest. Like, people often tell us, like, people often ask us, like, or, like, text us afterwards. Be like, hey, remember that one thing you guys said? I never remember the things we say. I'm going to tell you right now. We do a lot of if shows. If you're here at the end of this pod and you tell me something that we said on this show, I will not remember it. I feel all. like this might be the one I remember. This might be one. Of Actually, you know what? I take that back. I will remember that Griffey tried to defend a man's, man's cannibalism. How dare you? How dare you high hand me? I'm sorry. I just have empathy for people that are battered by the reality. People? Oh, yeah. Sorry. The kid who had the abusive Grammy that fed him humans didn't grow up to be a, a star citizen. Hmm. Wow. He definitely could have gone the oh, other sorry. way. Sorry, I just it. like hyper-realistic films. My fault. Like Motel Hell. That's it for Motel Hell. What a delightful stay. Uh, I would give this a high rating on Airbnb. I liked my time at Motel Hell. It's just fun, sadistic, good time. It's an excellent follow-up to uh, the October month. 
And it's a wonderful start to this month's theme, the pod e, uh, serves man. So, guys, if you go to our Patreon, that's patreon.com slash pod. If you guys get in over there for as little as a dollar a month, and we assure you every single dollar helps because that way we can afford meat that's not humans. Don't. Don't send us down this dark path. Uh, guys, if you go over there, you can vote on what the fourth cannibal movie will be. The movie Ravenous right now is running away with it. So if you want to get in, you have your choice of uh, the other cannibal movies. So guys, again, the YouTube is Phil Malcolmus. The email is philmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials, stars, reviews, ratings, all the stuff, retweets you guys can do to help us out. We appreciate you guys are the best. We will be back with another tale of cannibalism next week with Bone Tomahawk. Until then, for the Film Alchemist, I'm Josh Green. I am Alex Dandino.